you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Call me Mr. Big Chest. I'm not going to call you that. Call God. Call who? Trade me. Let's find out. Trade you? David. Football. Football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Who am I? Gonna leave the DDFP. Wait, what? That's right. You just heard it there. Sounded High like to the tune of memory. That was it. Cats. Is that what it was? Oh, I thought that was uh, <laughs> Bab Streisand. Wasn't that? Isn't she the one who sings? That's right. Listen, one way or the other, darkness is falling on the DDFP right at the time that we're so excited as we head off to South by Southwest. We hope you'll join us out there. Me, Maurice Jones-Drew, Colleen Wolf, Eddie Spaghetti, you know, everybody. What are you guys doing? Everybody pretty much. We're going to do the DDFP. We're going to do a live one in the JW Marriott as a part of South by Southwest, 12.30 p.m. local time on the second floor of the Brazos room. Like I say, MJD, Colleen Wolf. All the DDFPers. This is, uh, this is uh, what? This Why would you call it the what, DDFP? What's it? What got, what's that got to do with the DDFP? What an insult! I mean, listen. What a complete fellas. Right. Aren't we Total burying the lead here? Listen, egregious. Got, no, no. Before because that's going to be a celebration. All right. This let's get this out. But of this way. is let's a get, misdemeanor compared to this, the felony. Let's of, just get this out of the way. All right. So wait, you are doing a DDFP, right? At South by Southwest Correct. for all the fans that love listening to the DDFP. Correct. You're going to do it live on the road. Yeah. And, and, and we're going to win even more new fans. Why, if you're planning on doing that, why would you do it with people that have never, ever been on the DDFP before? What are you Wouldn't talking that be about? Hank, Wouldn't if that I may, be disappointing? Let's just, let's just get the backdrop here. 
the backdrop is South by Southwest. Right. Yep. Before Rock all the Johnny-come-lately hipsters decided to descend upon Austin and say, this is our week right. to be relevant, South by was a pretty sweet-ass joint for five days of nothing yep. but straight music. Yeah. You get so completely destroyed that you can't wake up until 1 o'clock in the afternoon. There were no morning panels. Right. You'd go out until 3 a.m. and watch live music, have a great time, walk the streets, likely get into trouble, maybe get arrested, mm-hmm. sleep in until past lunch. Lunch, and I then plan start, on doing all those things. Yeah. Well, that's no longer what it is. That, right. Now it's, so, let's take the DDFP on the road well, and the do DDFP. a live. Exactly. Let's take Dave Damashek, so, the D&D of the F&P, and then add in some other pieces. Some other Johnny-come-lately nothing to do with it. Instead of the guy that's been to probably 15 South by Southwests in his life when they used to be something special, and the core... So the foundation, the concrete foundation right. on which the Dave Damashek football program's home was built. Yeah. You leave the two of us behind? What would you, why would you do what that? What are you thinking? I mean, I, you know what? It's not easy making those uh, final cuts, you know? It's not, you, it's you doesn't watched it, now, it wasn't. It, final cuts? It gives me no pleasure. Now, now happened, I totally happened, understand like, why Emma is leaving. You know She's what? probably think, so upset and I think distraught by, by your, your bad decision making. I she says, I want know. no part of this. I think you guys are both really talented, and I right. think there's a place for you in this league. Don't patronize right. us. And, do you I, think Col- and if you I mean, need anything going forward, just give me a call. And I'll seriously, do you think Colleen Wolf has ever listened to the DDFP? Of course. She's been on no, it. She, that doesn't mean she's listened. Are you right? sure? She's be, she was on it twice in 2016, <laughs> right? I, I will make a 100% guarantee that Colleen Wolf has never, ever downloaded or listened to the Dave Damashek football program. Yeah, but the name And so Wolf it is insulting seen. to me that, well, your mustache is falling off. That is a little It's bit. insulting to me that you would decide that that would be the, that's the lineup that you want. Maurice, Maurice has been asleep since February. I felt. <laughs> Here's what I hope. Here's what I hope happens. Uh-oh, okay? I don't know what. Here's what I hope. One, I hope evil that wishes are gonna instead fall of my the two now. of us and, and the trio, when we would head out on the road and find ourselves some off-the-beaten-path restaurant where we could enjoy, imbibe, consume, and celebrate each other's company, instead of doing that in Austin at one of their many legendary spots, right. I hope you go to Whataburger and Papa Doe yeah. and every freaking chain joint yes. in that town. And yes. – when Broken Social Scene is going to do a special 1 a.m. invite only at Emo's, I hope that MJD and Willie and Colleen got you in some freaking club where DJ Diplo is doing a set. <laughs> that's, that's what I hope happens yes. to you out there, okay? And, you know? I'll, I'll, and I'll I'm going to sleep that. easy. I'll add to that by saying if you're one of the fans, if you're one of the loyal DDFP listeners that says, you know what, I really want to experience this live and I, I want to be there, if you're a true loyal fan, as the soon as that music starts pay, playing, I want you to stop booing. And just boo. <laughs> boo through the first two minutes of it and shout for money. Shout for Hank. Start shout right. for Emma. Hey, the and, key. And as soon as any of those pretenders open their mouths, boo. <laughs> boo. 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 Every good story requires some conflict, so I welcome it. And speaking of conflict, uh, you know. One last request. <laughs> Here's what else I hope happens. I hope, like a story I heard from the guy who was there once, I hope Willie Nelson's bus is parked out in front of La Zona Rosa. And I hope he looks and surveys the crowd like he does every year at South by Southwest and anoints and goes, you, you, you. And he brings him on the bus to do what Uh, Willie does best. uh, And I hope you're standing there right at that door 
And he looks and he goes, nope. not you. Not and you. he just shuts that door right in your <laughs> face. <laughs> it calls me a traitor. It calls you a traitor. Not, not when you left behind Hank and Matt. Sorry, right. Dave. Can't do it. Sorry. Sorry. Leaving uh, you out. Uh, to uh, to all the uh, fellas I've left before, I'm sorry, but oh, now there's a girl leaving us. Yes, it's very sad news. We buried the lead a little bit. To, uh, you know, these a couple of jealous fellas seated to my immediate left there. It's handsome Hank, of course, and then also Matt Money Smith. And I wish to promote the fact that uh, Matt Money Smith this weekend, if you're listening to us in advance of our time in Austin, Texas, Money of course can't join us because he's going to be calling his first Alliance game. Arizona v. San Antonio in Arizona at Sun Devil Stadium with uh, everybody's old friend Marvin Lewis, the coach, going to be on the color commentary. So, uh, yeah, I'll be doing that. I believe it's NFL Network, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern will be the kickoff time. Make sure you check out Matt Money Smith. Big month for Matt Money Smith, too, as uh, Titan Games also gets ready to premiere, right? Million Dollar Mile. It uh, premieres on March 27th. Wait, I called it. Oh, I'm sorry. Not Titan Games. Just a competitor. That's okay. Not that one. That's Just all right. Scratch that. That's all right. Go back. Million and, dollar mile. Million dollar mile. I would, million I would tell, or billion? Million. Okay. I would tell mile. Emma VP to go back and uh, cut that out. She but ain't she's doing dr- it. She's drunk. She ain't she's doing gone. it. She's drunk. She's, she's checked, checked out. out. I'm not going to What are you going to do, fire her? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, uh, give us that. the name again. I'm sorry. Million dollar mile. March 27th. Tim Tebow. Wednesday, Tim Tebow, Maria Maria Taylor. Taylor. Uh, Earlier this week, the defenders, I'm using the air quotes, were announced. They are professional obstacle course racers in that uh, world. Apparently, they are superstars uh, that are part of defending the million dollars that these contestants, each one of them, has a shot at every time they get their two-minute head start and try to complete the obstacle course uh, that covers a mile of downtown Los Angeles. You know Would how you much- be able to, to do the obstacle course? Would I be able to do all five? Yeah. I believe I'd be able to do all five, right. but a defender would certainly catch me right. before I was able to complete. So that's the bit is that you're trying to do an obstacle course like the superstars from the old ABC days that we've talked right. about many times with the high end professional athletes. This is, a, but the added element is somebody chasing, chasing you while you're you doing. now have I to hate being chased. Yes, I it's, hate and, being and, and so do these people. Than being it is because you have to determine how far away they are. Because after each obstacle, you get a chunk of cash. So at any time, you can say, "I'm done." Uh, they're going to get me. I'm done. I'll take this particular amount and call it an evening and uh, be on my way. But, you know, these are high-level athletes, and they're like, yeah, you're better than this athlete. I got. I take care of this stinking defender. They're not going to close the gap on I me. mean, the, the, the obvious next step is, and maybe Tim Tebow is a, is a KG acquisition for the show because maybe he can be the guy who – brings in all the NFLers because that would be the best. I mean, I wouldn't you love to see Celebrity Maurice million dollar through? mile, yes. You see some banger running back in well, there. Zeke Elliott, plot trucking. a core member of the DDFP. Yeah, is he, well, he's going to no be way in, he'd have time to do no, that. No, he's going to be between, in Austin this in weekend. In between his annual appearance on the show. Oh, stop it. They're, 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 you're better than this, handsome. You were off in, uh, in Brazil the past week with one Russell Wilson, right? What's that got to do with that? I'm Playing curious catch. to hear a story about that. Playing catch with Russell Wilson. You had a catch with him? Oh, he had a little catch. Did had you? a little catch. Was I he t- impressed I, by I, your I, whip? Yeah, he was actually. I, well, he was because I'm left-handed, and I said, you know, if you want to, if if you want to learn like Patrick Mahomes did to throw left-handed, perhaps I can I can teach you. So he and I had a little left-handed throwing session. What kind of fellow was he to hang he's out? A, he's a, you you he's went a, down there for what to spread the good word about to pro spread football? the good word about pro football. Russell Wilson, his wonderful wife Sierra, 
um, and uh, and a, a few of us went down there and we um, we spread the good word. He was on television. He did some stuff with some local football teams. He was he was a delight to work with. Terrific, nice fellow. Then nice fellow. As I as I I, I never I bring think him I, up. I, I even I even kind of I didn't mention your name obviously, um, <laughs> but, but uh, because he wouldn't know who you are. But I, what uh, I did was talk about um, you know what what a lot of wonderful things he does and how he nice really it does. Is. I uh, people like to make fun and all that kind of stuff. Him, JJ Watt. Oh, they're always doing it in front of a camera. So what? They're going to see uh, children in hospitals. That's uh, lovely. Right, stuff. and he did some of that type of stuff. Did he really? Yeah, even down there. Yep. And what's Sierra like? She was a lovely lady. I'm not. I'm not. Um, I wasn't familiar with her music before, but I. I she's. A, she's a very nice lady. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I couldn't. Would I know any? They, of her they're songs also heard truly, them? truly a, uh, a a good couple, like really? a good good family unit. Hey, why don't you ask the people you take to South by Southwest? Maybe they can play right, a couple yeah. of her songs. All right, pal. Yeah, I'm sure Colleen Wolf will know that stuff. Yeah. All right, now. So the big news that we've kind of addressed here, Emma VP, would you like to make a proper, a formal announcement here about all the uh, all the rumblings? There was a, there's some bad will coming out in front of the big visit to Austin, Texas. There seems to be uh, a kerfuffle. You can find it on social media. In fact, uh, at Damashek and at the Emma VP, you can uh, find out what we're talking about. But go ahead, lay it on us, uh, Emma VP. What we already all know. Go ahead. I know, a lot of rumors swarming, but I am leaving the DDFP, leaving the NFL. Traitor. Yeah, it's my last day, and I am going to Comedy Central to work in a writer's room on a new show. Yeah. It's very exciting, Emma. Congratulations. It's a huge upgrade from what you're doing right now. (laughs) Huge. I mean, absolutely huge upgrade. Incalculable. Yeah, really. Uh, muzzle tub, Emma VP. We're Thank over the you. moon for you. That's great, great news. Obviously, this is what you always wanted. I am a man of justice. I believe in merit, and Emma VP is uh, as talented as it gets. Everybody who's listened to the DDFP over the last few years with Emma VP knows she's made the show much better. She's made the place much more fun to come into every day, and uh, we wish you nothing but the best. But we will get that Anthony Jeselnik. <laughs> who has stolen you away, a Pittsburgh native, no less, to come in to in, into my house <laughs> like that. But uh, Emma You're Pittsburghians. Hey, Dave, you, you got something for Emma. Pittsburghians. <laughs> You've had um, – No, it's much better than that money. Yeah. it's the, the, My favorite one is if you're from Utah, you're a Utahn, which is weird right. to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but Pittsburgher's pretty good. Oh, uh, yeah. You're Pittsburgh. a Pittsburgher. Yeah. You know. Anyway, go ahead, Dave. Uh, you've had uh, you know Emma as a producer, Black Tie. I'm black trying to think tie. who else has been on the- That's it. Is that it? No, there were there have been some others. Rank. Along the way. I, I want you to rank your producers now. Emma VP one, right? Because she's nice. uh, like uh, nine nice. feet away from us, right? Yeah, now. but if Sweet. she wasn't, if she wasn't, what would awesome. you awesome? Like, it, Emma, can you just I'm turn, not your, dumb. turn I don't, your headset? Off? I don't yeah, take. She's it. turned her headphones off. Okay, uh, it's she's still going to be Emma VP again, because the the likelihood that she'll hear this even without her headset on is greater than Black Tie hearing. She's it's definitely like Colleen Wolf. Emma has never ever listened back to one of these shows. Here's one of Dave's life tips for you. When people give you that business about like, hey, can you imagine, would you ever go back to get your dog in a burning building or something like that? Like the answer is always yes, because the likelihood that you're ever going to be actually required to do that is, you know, 0.01%. But always take the position of the hero in hypotheticals. Right. People are so dumb. They, they, they always take the, no, I would never do that. Well, you're not, nobody's turning around saying, well, go do it right now. So right. you're acknowledging right now that hmm. you're not a man of honor and no. honesty. You're just saying, Emma. No, She's sitting right there. Yeah. Yes. That but I mean, but in all honesty, she is better than Black Tie. You think she's better yeah, than Black Tie? 
Well, Black Tie Thank never you. did any of those uh, restaurant, uh, those previews of games and everything else. MOVP, so many contributions to the show. Now turn off your mic. Um, <laughs> Now, let's talk about a little bit of football, but whatever you want, Emma VP, that you would like us to discuss, uh, now's your chance. I know it's a dream come true to hear handsome money and I talk wow, about yeah. a subject of your choosing, but That's a lot we'll of do power. it. Right. Why don't you talk about some football and I'll think about something All right, let, that time. Let's start with this. Uh, what do we think about the, the Josh Rosen, Kyler Murray, Chaz Casserly, triumvirate that is the story that has overwhelmed even Antonio Brown and Nick Foles and uh and now you've got unnamed scout communicating with Dan Patrick's cell phone who has uh, inserted himself into the story that it's a, that there, there's some shenanigans with how tall Kyler Murray how is you, I found that to be the most interesting I how could too. that be true how could it well, be true these guys are standing in that he's in got high underwear. Ha- he's got high hair he's got high hair so when you drop that plunger if Somebody has decided, hey, what? listen, this guy's the star of the draft, all right? He's got to be 5'10". And as soon as you see that thing get there at 5'10", you make sure you start Oh, come, oh, come on. This does is does he not have high, high hair? hair? Does he or does he not have high hair? But hair is all of the same density. Yes. So when you start moving that thing down, pressing it into the hair, and you decide when you reach the scalp, and that is what your measurement's going oh to be. Oh, my God. He's got at least two this, inches of hair. This two inches? At least no, two inches of hair. The That's the dumbest ridiculous. scandal That's ever. The stupidest let me ask you something. Heard. Let me ask. Let, you tell me. <laughs> Nobody. That's what's so crazy about it, right? But you tell me. How would you say what you have story? High hair? Well, I do not. I have very have flat hair. hair. I have very flat hair. I mean, that you're not going to be able right. to to pull off anything wacky with yeah, my I've hair. Got, I've got but flat Kyler hair. Murray, Dave's you could. No what would people have said if he was five nine and seven eighths instead of five ten and one eighth? Do you not think? Listen, we've never had. I mean, it's one thing to not have a six foot core. Now we're talking about five foot nine guys, even though it was five nine and seven eighths. How? Just that quarter of an inch you. to say five ah. ten and one made all the difference in the world. Okay, but 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 that then assumes that the guy doing the measuring is somehow in, in on the bag it. on this. Why right. why would he care? Hey uh, hey Raj. Yeah, it's Bob over here in India at measurements. I got your back on this one. Don't you worry. How many Chris twenty? <laughs> All yours. Hey, oh, that works out well. <laughs> hey, you see this nice five dollar bill? What do you think of this, Mister Referee at Soldier Field? <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> Inside joke. Inside joke. Right? Inside, Inside joke. joke. That should have been ignored. If the rumor uh, that I heard about that it was a one dollar bill. One dollar <laughs> bill. What's the story? One dollar bill. But I don't even know what that's the story. I don't even know what that's. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have brought that up. I just found it interesting. Is is my wheel started spinning? Of could they really do that? Is there? Oh. There is a way they could have done that. Hi-hat. I mean, first of all, money. So you're out there. You did your <laughs> usual uh, grand tour of Indianapolis once again without Dave Damashek. Dave Damashek. Oh, Dave, do emotion. not try and I turn this sad. around Mr. Austin. on us. I'm going to Austin. Mr. I'm going to Austin. I also would like to go to St. Elmo's. Yeah, but the, uh, the difference is oh, money, oh, doesn't issue, money doesn't issue the invites for the combine. I just There's go where one, I'm told. It's not called the Matt Money Smith Indianapolis Combine, blah, blah, blah. It's called the DDFP in South by Southwest. Right. Right? Fair. You're comparing, now you're out there. You're comparing boots to, to oranges. Yes. So stop. Exactly. You know, that's an NFL market money. You're going to have to go there. I, I'd mind your words. You're going to have to go back to I love Indianapolis. Oh, okay. I'm just saying, as Hank said, 
I went because I was on assignment. Mm-hmm. You could have put the two of us on assignment. Right. It was up Dad, to you. You chose Colleen Wolf. You called the uh, shots. Uh, you know, I, I like Colleen Wolf. The buck she stops. seems nice. The buck stops with me. But in this case, it was all Emma VP's doing. Just take it, Emma VP. Yep, Just yeah, wear this. <laughs> You're on your way out the door. Just take it, please. You got Thank it. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. I think we Emma just said it. You heard it. Yeah. I, I've ruined the discussion. My apologies. Kyler Murray, Josh Rosen, Chad. So, first of all, here's the first thing. I know that it's a big deal for NFL Network, and it's a it's a major event and all that sort of thing. But I, I do always – I am always reminded. First of all, in, um, in an overarching way, this crazy – I mean, I, I referred to it earlier in the week as sort of some sort of Russ Cole-style true detective thing that no one ever seems to learn. It's the, 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 the repeated circle that is the draft process specific to QBs. November – well, I don't. I don't see. I don't know if any of these guys are good enough to, for, for to waste a first rounder on. That, that'd be a reach to do that. Then some percentage of our colleagues, not here. I wouldn't say that here, but in in general, you bounce off people. People don't actually watch college football, and then they tell on themselves in December by declaring, "I just watched Dwayne Haskins. This kid's for real." I think that some people who or others say I wouldn't draft Dwayne Haskins. He's a runner. He's a runner. Right. Yes. You're telling on yourself. Oh, you don't watch college football, but now you have. And now you're smitten with this guy. So now buzz begins. Then we get into, you know, at this point we're now past combine, but all the hand measurements and how tall and uh, eighths of inches matter and everything else. And it all ends as it does every year with anyone who is just, you know, who can stand upright and has two arms uh, is going to get drafted in the first, first round. round. Is that not true? Is it's, that not the way it goes? I mean, history would, would likely be your guide, yes. It seems as though that we will, after being told there were no first round, legitimate first round prospects when Herbert declared that he was going back to Oregon, uh, that any other prospect would be a stretch to be taken in the first round, uh, we will likely have uh, three and I guess maybe I think four. Maybe if someone Daniel Jones, it, it seemed like that there was very little buzz at Indy about him, and his throwing did not did not fare well. So maybe four, if someone decides at the back end of the first, uh, Daniel Jones makes sense to come. I think that's what it would be. It'd yeah, be somebody come coming back, back into the back end of the first round to get Jones. All right, everybody loves the reckless speculation. By the way, I, I left out uh, something in between before all these guys do get drafted in the first round. The buzz has now officially begun that uh, next year's crop. I, I, we can hold out because when you mentioned Herbert, well, I mean, remind me of that. Yeah. People start, are starting that talk already. But we already had that because it was yeah, Tua's right. Tua year, right. and now that you have Herbert, you know Herbert, I think, would end up being the number one prospect in this draft. If he were out and he were healthy, I mean, that is your prototypical Carson Palmer, Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence-esque, six-foot-four, broad-shouldered, big-armed, some athleticism type of quarterback, and I think he would have taken this draft over. And, and there's, probably, there's maybe two or three guys next year right. that, that would with be Tua, ahead of especially. Uh, with Tua, and I keep talking yeah. about from, Yes, with Fromm for sure. Yeah. I keep talking about QB saturation and that we're just about there. We're about two to four teams in the NFL away from having a viable starter. You may not love Eli Manning as your 2019 starter in New York Giants or wherever he may wind up, but uh, but nevertheless, I mean, he's a, if he's the worst in the league, he's a two-time Super Bowl champ. The state of starting QBs is sound in, in pro football, um, but – 
it, but teams continue to operate as though that is far from the reality. And now we keep hearing about the duplicative stuff that uh, they're trying, that Gettleman's thinking about doing. No, we'll draft a kid and then he'll learn at the knee of Eli. How many times do we have to see this? We don't, the Patrick Mahomes experience is not uh, representative of how things go in the 21st century. You draft a kid, put him right in there. Don't hold on to two, don't, uh, this learn at the knee nonsense. I think if they can get away with it, they'd prefer it. I yeah. think that's the case. I think, I think a Eli- team would prefer to do that, and then their hand is forced is typically how it goes. But if you're goes. the Giants, though, if you are going to roll with Eli in 2019 as some sort of what appears to be some sort of homage to his uh, his his career, uh, don't you want to give him the best shot of winning? So drafting someone with a, a pick at that level to burn it on the future doesn't do Eli any favors in 2019, right? They can't afford to think. I mean, Pat Shermer is – is probably in a year where he has to win now. Otherwise, the Giants may be looking for a, for another coach. I think I think Haskins is exactly the right choice for the Giants because you can you know at some point this season, if the Giants draft a quarterback and let's say it's Haskins, he will wind up starting, but he doesn't need to. On what does day that one. get you though? What's, I mean, it, it, again, this is what I'm talking about: 20th century thinking in free agency when you're holding these guys for four years, five years, or whatever. I mean, like you know, get to it now, fellas. Like building building foundational blocks for a few years from now is outmoded. But you play the, for now. So let's take the flip side of that and go to Arizona, right? And you have an offensive line that was a complete, an abject failure that had, I think, had 11 guys play at least 100 snaps. Right. You had a just coming off a big injury, David Johnson, who took a minute to get settled. Uh, you had Larry, but really not much else in terms of pass catchers out there. You had a defense that was solid, and you throw Josh Rosen out there, and he fails spectacularly. I mean spectacularly, to the point where you now have people saying someone who was regarded, I believe by you, as the number one quarterback in the draft last year as worthy of at best a third that's that's well, that's ridiculous. It too. sounds ridiculous to me, but that's kind of what the read is on him now. Man, he made bad decisions. He threw bad interceptions. He didn't move well off his spot when he was under pressure. And who knows? It, it was likely a product. I mean, gosh knows we saw enough of Josh Rosen to know that he can certainly be a competent quarterback in this league and probably a very good one um, if he's got good weapons around him and an offensive line to protect him, which he did not have. So... Did you gain an advantage by playing Josh Rosen last year on that roster with that coaching staff that clearly looked outmatched, you know, specifically on an offensive scheme when Mike McCoy was – it was just a mess. So you're probably – you would have been better off, right, if that guy didn't have to play last year and can just sit back and watch and try to absorb instead of being – kind of thrown to the wolves and have to deal with all of those bullets. Who knows? You know what? I guess. I feel like you started the clock now on him. You know, he's now gotten the the ugliest play out of his system now. And will he be better for it? I don't know. I don't know. I I always am skeptical of the you're going to ruin him. You know, that experience is going to damage him emotionally or Ask your buddy David Carr about that. Yeah. All right. Fair. I, I mean, he might have he might have decided that he wouldn't have minded a year sitting behind some instead of seventy five sacks quarterback. Exactly. Um, but what? So, do you think Josh Rosen does get moved here? Then money, your no best question. guess. He's no getting question. moved. Really? Where does he land? Yes, I don't. I have zero question. I, I don't know who the proverbial they is that that scrubbed his Instagram account of all of his Cardinals photos, save two. Uh, there were rumors in Indianapolis that his agent was already making calls. 
uh, and already trying to establish a market. Uh, I think the Steve Kimes statement was telling. I don't think there's any reason to say that. You, you know, so, alluding to what you had mentioned earlier, you know, about going to save a dog in a burning building. No one's going to hold Kime accountable by saying, yes, of course Josh Rosen's our quarterback next. It's ridiculous. Let's go. But isn't this the time of year where – you know, a team that holds the first overall pick where Kyler Murray, it's been, you know, we were just talking about, sort of seems to have been anointed as this is the guy that you take number one overall. You've got a coach in Cliff Kingsbury that doesn't, uh, you know, he, he got he got fired from a mid-tier college football job. He's all of a sudden able to walk into that building as the man and suddenly demand, despite the fact it that drafted the quarterback money last also, year. M- money points out get- about Cliff Kingsbury, his highest profile kid in school. Well, it's two highs. He has Mahomes and he has Baker. And right. what did he do with those two guys? Yeah. Almost nothing. So he's able right. to walk in. Their talent. He's able to walk in and demand that despite the fact they spent a 10th overall pick last year on a quarterback that suddenly they're sent- spending number one and you need to trade this guy away. To me, this is like the bet. This is exactly where you would expect to find a smokescreen and there's teams like the Raiders and the Redskins who are suddenly going to go well the Dolphins and the Dolphins potentially who are going to say yeah maybe we should throw some I mean the Raiders who are sitting there with three first round picks and what two spots behind the Cardinals if they want Nick Bosa or someone else, the 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 Cardinals could say, "Well, fine, give us give us a couple of well, picks. right. That, uh, we'll move down way, a couple of spots. We don't need a quarterback, right? There's this always is, teams the, always this, try to create a market for the number one this, pick when exactly. they have it. Their their this ultimate preference like, almost always, unless there is a an Andrew Locke or a definitive number right. one quarterback that you have to take. They will always, almost and, always want to auction it off and get more picks. But, no and, question. And in this case, they have the benefit of if someone blows them away with a jo- uh, an offer for Josh Rosen, maybe they go well. Well, actually, screw it. Maybe we do take this. I do. But- I do think, though, this is a this is an odd. It's just an it, it's an odd bit of things lining up. The fact that Cliff Kingsbury was still the head coach at Texas Tech and they were playing Oklahoma when he came out and said, "I recruited this kid. He's the winningest quarterback in Texas football history. He is. If I were in the NFL, I would take him number one." That's and we share how, an agent, right? And yes, he and so, Burkhardt. So uh, I'm yes, also, Burkhardt is it his also agent. helps me. To- no, quite. But this was way before. Sure. This was when we thought Kyler was going to play baseball, yep. right? So I mean, yes, could we? Could we, you know, to go back to our conspiracy theory about his height, could we go all the way back to mid-college football season and Kingsbury is planting seeds for Kyler to walk away from $5 million from the A's, enter the NFL draft, and be the number one pick so he can help out his, his agent, uh, Burkhardt? Yes, it is certainly possible. But Kingsbury's I, playing three-dimensional chess, especially with that little detour at USC. Darn right. I was, he really – what a smokescreen that was. <laughs> I mean, so to me it's it, – it lines up is what I'm getting at. I do think it lines up where Kyler Murray is the pick, that there's enough scouts that you respect to say, hey, I think this kid can be special. The NFL has changed. Uh, being a mobile quarterback, using your legs, um, playing these spread out air raid style systems has become more of the norm than the exception in the NFL. And he's as good as we've seen. He is the accuracy is that what is the the one thing we always hear? I mean, universally is I don't want a kid if he ain't accurate. That's the, that, that's the and that's what we heard about Baker when we were having these conversations about Josh Rosen and what a pretty ball he throws about Sam Darnold and the physical specimen that he is. People kept coming back to, well, yeah, but Baker completed seventy four percent of his passes and some of those are crazy tight window off schedule throws. So I'm comfortable going with Baker. That's Kyler Murray. The guy is crazy accurate. He's ridiculously fast, um, and he fits 
I think, kind of what is. I'm not saying it's an archetype, but he fits, I think, what a lot of people believe is the future of that position in the NFL. You Mm. know, and Josh Rosen does not. He is your, you know, I can't remember. I want to, and I'm talking too much now, but I want to attribute it. I don't remember who said it, but they brought up a good point. They said, hey, the Josh Rosens of the world in the NFL, they're not young. They're Phillip Rivers. They're they're Tom Brady. They're guys that are good because they've seen 100,000 snaps and they can diagnose and they can do things that young quarterbacks can't do. You know, when you I completely into- agree with all everything you just said except for the reality that is Tom Brady keeps getting to the Super Bowl and wh- last year when he got to the Super Bowl he played Nick Foles and uh, the year before that he played Matt Ryan and the guys that are getting to those Super Bowls are those t- what you would consider yeah, Jared I mean, Goff this year who's a pocket passer I mean, you're ta- I mean listen you're talking about six foot four big uh, guys who <laughs> sling it I mean that's kind of yeah, what you're talking stand in the pocket and, and go through your progressions right you know but Kyler can do progressions Baker could do progressions and on top of that they could also beat you with their feet and and run around, extend plays, and it just—I don't know—it feels like it feels like that's what we see more often than not, right? It feels like when we sit down on our couch to watch NFL football in 2018 and 19, we watch guys that can move and that can throw on the move and RPOs, and it's just—it's stuff that I didn't think I would see five years ago, and now we see it every week and every team has installed packages that reflect that so why not get a guy who did it at a higher level than anybody else in college football yep. let's play this game then all right now I, I i completely get the spirit of it if not uh I, who knows like like we say it's all uh smoke and mirrors right now with the gms and the teams are all saying but the rumor out of oakland that is intriguing for one of the very worst teams in pro football in 2018 is what if they somehow were able to manufacture a deal to get Kyler Murray to the to Oakland? And by the way, what if they just keep Derek Carr in that spot? They have Derek Carr, then they get Antonio Brown in a trade, and then they sign Levy and Bell. How bad could that team possibly be with a, with a pretty decent offensive line in front of them? I mean, I, 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 probably I think pretty good. the Kyler Murray part of it is what jumps out most yeah. to me. Because you want to be ready next year. You know, you want to have sizzle when you go into Las Vegas. And based on that division, uh, the defense in Denver, Pat Mahomes obviously in the Chiefs, the Chargers are going to come back pretty much intact, and they were a 12-4 and team. Yeah, you're it's gonna a, it's you're gonna be moving. Division, yeah, you're gonna be moving to Vegas with probably a five or six win team based on where their roster is right now, unless they spend all of that money in free agents. If they had Antonio Brown and Levy and Bell and a league average or better quarterback. Let's say it's Derek Carr is, uh, you know, right in that uh, middle pack of uh, quarterbacks. Um, I mean, with a decent offensive line, like I say, plus what would still be a bounty of picks. I, 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 uh, I'm their having a hard time figuring be, out how yeah, bad that team. Their defense would have to be dramatically better. Would, I mean, their, their pass rush, their pride twenty six was spin the clock, reduce uh, possessions. It's the Dallas Cowboys. I, I think that I think it was historically bad. I mean, you're, you were talking about an, a defense that I think going into week fourteen had fewer sacks than like six individuals in the NFL had. That's how bad it was. And in that division, and, and in that division with all that offense, you're trying yep. to keep up with. Um, 
but, but look, they win. They win. They 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 would go to money's point. They would go to Vegas with with, with people buzz excited about what could what, potentially become what the Jets could offer Pittsburgh to get Antonio Brown is in question. But let's say let's play that game. I can see the reason that, as I always point out, in New York, the Jets are the little brother to the Giants, who have their own little melodrama now with Odell and the Landon Collins and everything else. But nevertheless, they want to make a splash. And if they could get Antonio Brown and Levy and Bell with Sam Darnold, how bad do you think that team could be? I think that team would be very good. I mean, they and would. They, be, I, I, I think we're sleeping on how fast you can flip. A, a, but I, a I team just, I don't. If you get those two, two I don't those see two guys. The two, I don't see the two guys going to the same place. Why you think there's? Well, I just don't think it's that likely. Well, you're going to have to probably commit in this first. You know, it would have to be a place like the Raiders or the Jets that has a hundred million dollars right. in cap room because you're going to commit about forty to forty-five million dollars to those two guys um, alone, and and you're going to do it on a team that has major O-line issues uh, in both spots right. in Oakland and and with the Jets and in Oakland where they need and to spend where they have no D defense well. whatsoever. So. I mean, it doesn't look. I, I, I get it. I, I think it makes sense. If you want, you know, if you believe at the very least you're going to create excitement for a fan base that you need to cultivate in Vegas and a fan base that's been dealing with nothing but disaster for the last 10 years with the Jets, uh, save a small window there for a couple of years, then yeah, it makes sense. I also don't think that, I think we're, we're discounting a little too, too quickly the idea that, well, the Raiders don't care about 2019 either, just like they didn't care about last year. They're building towards Vegas. Think about the reality of that. Think about it's early October 2019 and they're one in five. That is not going to sit. No, they have to. I mean, they can't. They if, can't just be like, "Yeah, we're doing it again." Ever we're the 76ers of pro football. Everybody, that will not stand. People are not going to accept. John Gruden is doing this. People are not going. to We get the master plan though. It's going to take effect once we get to Sin City. That's not that. That's not plausible if you actually can put yourself. No, ahead the, the only this thing. Wall. The only difference from a year ago is. Gruden went in there, and and they and the master plan was well, we're not going to be very good, and then I'm going to get these draft picks and make it better. But we none of us had any faith that John Gruden was the guy that was going to do that. I think it's underrated how Mike Mayock, who's been on TV at the draft, kind of the genius of the draft, the guy that people watch talking about the draft and who understands a lot about the draft. For Raiders fans, it kind of made it more acceptable that, okay, now we've got this guy making the picks when we've got a bunch of picks. Maybe it, maybe we can get it right. I do. I think that they have that in their favor now compared to Gruden, who I don't think anyone who's a football fan really believed was going to was a guy that no, his draft was a disaster. Had proven last year. at any point it was a that, terrible draft right, last year. Last year with the Bucks, that was I mean, basically Col- what Colton got him Miller fired. Was, was a third round graded tackle, and it just so happened he had his high somebody who knew his high school coach on staff last right. year who said this is the most athletic six foot eight guy I've ever seen. And next thing you know, the guy's being drafted ahead of Derwin James. I mean, it was crazy, and you know, and they just took these huge swings on guys like Arden Key and, and Mo Hurst, who you know I hope he stays healthy, but thought that was someone that people said you can't take them you know because of the the heart concerns now that was their best pick you know and it was one of those big swings but other than that I mean they had issues I think it was Hall who got hurt um it was not a good draft for his initial draft I hear you and I picks become people I mean those picks are going to become people that have to perform at a high level and and John Gruden has not shown and like you said I hope Mayock can can help them out because it's a proud franchise the league's better when the Raiders such a stupid thing to say but it's true the league is better when the Raiders are great yeah, um, and and it has been it has been a rough patch, save a single season. And I if, just they, don't think if they I, are one and five, like you were saying, they need to finish the season so they get to eight and eight. 
But they can't. Well, but I mean, what they, they need can't to do go is, into the the next season. You can't make it promise. Derek Carr or anyone else. You can't say, "Hey, your best receiver is still Jordy Nelson, no. who at this point in his career is is not bankable in terms of health or production." You get and Seth. Rock, I mean, like, what are you going to do? And Jared Cook was their best pass catcher last year, and he's a free agent. I mean, they, I, they, you just can't do that to whoever you put under there and say, "Like, yeah, well, bear with us, Raiders fans. You know, we're going to stink again." I think. If you jo- if you connect the dots, there's no- I would say the Raiders are overwhelming favorites to within the next week have traded for Antonio Brown. I agree with that. That's why I think they need to go and get uh, 84, and people can raise all the red flags about how can you Amari Cooper? You gave up Amari, but now you're going to go get an older guy. Well, he's much better than Amari Cooper, first of all. And th- th- this is the position that the Raiders are now in, and they cannot. Uh, go in and, and attempt to sell tickets or interest or otherwise, saying, "Yeah, Jordy Nelson," and uh, and that's what we're rolling with. In, in they just need right. they just need so much more. They I know, need, like they need so, so much more than that. That's a, like, and it's is I was trying to piece through all their picks, and I'm like, well, I guess maybe, you know, DK Metcalf would create some sizzle if you decide to reach and take him at four. And it's like, well, wait a minute, I forgot. They have no pass rush. They have no tackles. They have no linebackers. They have, they have to draft. You know, whoever's left out of Quinnen Williams, Nick Bosa, Josh Allen, that's who they have. Montez Sweat, that's who they have right. to draft at four. They have to. I mean, but they, maybe you don't need to give up the four for Brown. Maybe it's one of their other two. No, no, that's so, what I'm saying. So that's yeah. that takes out the Kyler Murray part of it, right? Whereas Kyler Murray would be the one yeah. guy that would be the ultimate sizzle player going into Las Vegas. You know, we've got right. the most exciting player at quarterback, save maybe Lamar Jackson for you, Vegas. So get your season tickets now. Drive out from L.A. You know, and take that, the 15, come on out and see I, Kyler I, Murray. That and that, I think the fan base can stomach is, yeah, we're, we we stink again, but we now have this. the future. And and that then leads us into Derek Carr. There is also those rumors are around that Derek Carr is being shopped. And uh, But, you know, David Carr tells us that Derek and John Gruden, uh, you know, professionally are, uh, are believe in each other, at least publicly. Neither has said anything that would uh, uh, make you, that would disabuse you of that notion. But to me, here's where I think a, a mistake that's about to happen. John D. Lippo. Well, I, you know, I know Nick Foles and uh, now I'm down in Jacksonville. So give me him. Uh, we've had success together in Jacksonville. This is going to be a bad move for Jacksonville to make because look at the division that they're in. You're talking about uh, you can't put um, uh, you're, you're trying to make sense of what the Raiders could do no matter what pl- pl- uh, players you put on there. They won't compete in the AFC West in 2019. If you put Nick Foles on the Jags, He's he's in a division with the Colts defense, the Titans defense, um, and the Texans defense. It's not like the Jags defense is is so far superior to any of those three defenses. But at levels, I mean, but that's the key. At least at levels, so you can't have a quarterback that puts you in you know in a situation that's a detriment because all those defenses are good. So at least I think. I guess this is the way I, I don't know. Andrew it. Luck does that. Deshaun Watson does that a little bit. I mean, you, what you need is a guy who's making a few splash plays for you offensively. And you don't and, think Foles can do that. I mean, obviously, we, we've seen him do it, but I but the pieces I mean, I think are that's so bad. I mean, that is a, a major drop-off from what Philadelphia offers. I, I have said it ad nauseum, of course. It's obvious. Virtually any professional QB, the most important thing isn't the pass catchers or anything else. It's, it's how clean uh, you're keeping them up front. And Nick Foles is definitely dependent on that. If you put a bum offensive line in front of him, which is, I, you know, I don't know what you make of Jacksonville's O-line. Okay. You know, it's okay. They spent money in, on the interior last 
Last year, they need a tackle. They could draft one at seven. You know, they could draft uh, Williams or, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me at all. You know, get a tackle and they still have Leonard Fournette. You know, right. their pass and, catchers are pretty good. They're not great. They're pretty good. You know, Mercedes Lewis can still block and hook as a blocking tight end uh, and catch some passes. Um, is it great? No, but it's good. You know, and the defense is pretty darn uh, but also, darn great. also that w- that defense, there's a window for them to then have to go pay a bunch of these guys. Yeah. So they th- That's the they key. can't really take the risk that, okay, let's get Kyler. They don't have two or three years for him to get up to speed and be as good as he possibly could be. They really need it. They, they need it now, and they need a guy who's a veteran who's won a Super Bowl and understands what, what it takes. Um, all right. When, and I guess what you feel, Dave, would you feel you feel better about Nick Foles than Blake Bortles, right? Like you feel like, hey, Nick Foles is worth at least a win, maybe two. Yeah. For that I, team. Yeah. I just, uh, but I don't think, I think the ideal, our savior finally, a steady hand under center, that's not going to get it in the AFC South. When, but what's, when, the, when you're, what's the other When that's a what defense first. I'm just saying it's a de- Derek Carr. Right. Okay. And I know Eli Manning is, is, is a laughable option, is but I cut that much better I mean, than Mike Foles I, look, at this point. I hate doing it just because. If you well, let me just but, say this: if you get under, if you make a deal with Nick Foles, now you're with Nick Foles for the next couple of years. If you go and get Eli Manning um, in the twilight, I get it. I, I get Eli the Manning. We're now just, first of all. It's, it's relationships. I, I buy the Bucky Brooks factor, which is that relationships matter. Sure. Tom Coughlin has had success with Eli Manning. Eli would be probably relatively comfortable if you dropped him into that spot. Take care of the ball. You know how to do this. You've done it in your career with a defense-dominant uh, uh, squad here, Eli. And then he just has to get you through 2019. And like I say, QB saturation is upon us. Then you can figure it out on the other side of that. Nick Foles, now you're tied up into a— But I don't uh, think you're going to have to pay him that much because there's no market for him. You know, that's the thing. So I think, what's Carr make? 25, 26 million bucks? Uh, and Carr, you know, he's just, he's a bang, bang guy. You know, he does not, he does not operate well when the pocket gets muddy. Uh, he, he is, if, and I don't know what the numbers are, and, and who knows, for all I know, I'm talking out of my butt right now, but it seems like if he's got to hold the ball, things start to go bad pretty quick. He's, and that's how he was at Fresno State, and that's why he probably slipped to the second round because it was snap, look, throw. And it was, you know, and, and I saw it in two games last year, and I saw it in two games the year before with that pass rush. You know, with Bosa and Melvin Ingram. And if you watch the Bronco game with Von Miller and, you know, what was going on out there, I think I'd be better off with Nick Foles. And if you have, you know, Flip who can run that RPO offense that Doug Peterson was running, you know where he's comfortable. I would just have more confidence in that than putting Carr in that offense, you know, and and asking him to to maybe do a better job with the – you would have to draft a tackle at, at right. seven. I was just going to say, but that's You'd what you have can, to. And you assume Leonard Fournette. I mean, listen, this is all speculative, yeah. and we're doing a deep it just dive feels like on there's Derek so many Carr ifs, in right? Jacksonville. But yeah. if you did do that, again, relationship, Filippo, Derek Carr uh, got along um, famously in – Derek's rookie season there, so that makes sense there, and he would get the ball out of his hand, right. just like the Eagles. That's why, work. that's why the coaching staff was pre- uh, preferred Nick Foles. Correct me if I'm wrong, Money, you know better than I. The reason that they ultimately, at the in the playoffs, were kind of like, yeah, this is probably better that we have Foles in there instead of Carson Wentz is because Foles did exactly that. Got rid of the ball quickly, wasn't uh, extending plays, but, de- but ran the offense, which is to get rid of the ball quickly. Yep. So, anyway. Money, uh, this has been a great conversation, but I can't help but think how much better it would be with Colleen and MJ. Oh, yeah. what a stinker. You know what I mean? Emma VP, are you napping back there? Yeah. 
Are you just gonna catching up on some Z's? <laughs> Making pages for Jezelnik? Yeah, I'm coming up with some ideas. Have you? Have you? So have you started the cook up stuff for the show? What is? So this is the Anthony Jezelnik, who's a who's a very talented, swell, swell, fan. wild, mm-hmm. really is. Yeah, great guy. Um, and uh, he's got a talk show coming up on Comedy Central. Yeah, it's going to be interview based. I don't know a ton of details yet, but I start next week, so I'll fill you. That's in. when you'll find out. Yeah. All right. It's exciting for MOVP. Do you right? feel like the wildly clever monologues that Dave would deliver at the top of every DDFP while Colleen Wolf sat admiringly <laughs> in this chair where just I sit laughing. right now. Do you think just that'll, laughing hysterically. Yes, do you think that'll give jokes. you uh, maybe a base from which yeah. to work yeah. for Anthony? I think I'm going to study some tape. Yeah. Yeah. Some Dave tape. <laughs> what, hey, what really moved Colleen when she yeah. was sitting here? What, yeah, what, what kind of it, singers did Dave deliver that got Colleen about. going? <laughs> you know what I'm excited for? That what is going to be great is when this Jezelnik. Yeah, well, that's going to be <laughs> that's going to be yeah. a lot of fun. Sure like, is. But uh, but down the road in a couple of months, I can't wait for the Jezelnik show to debut so that Kent Brown's mom can issue a voicemail review as she Ooh. does. In the meantime, well done. she has. Ken Brown, one of our uh, favorite producers here, was off with money in uh, in Indianapolis last week and now is back. And uh, his, he got a, a voicemail from his mom reviewing. It's not, The Bachelor isn't over yet, right? The Bachelor has one more. One more, I show. believe. I listened to Matt Money Smith's. Uh, so you know as much show. about it as I do. Yeah. Matt Money Smith and Petros, pa- Petros Papadakis famously does a, uh, a review every week on the radio um, of the show. And it really sounds like I've missed a dialogue dynamite season it's uh, been i don't know about 11 years of this for me so but for for the last 11 or so years uh well before it caught on as a craze i've had to deal with this every single tuesday or wednesday him reviewing what happened on the bachelor the night before and i will say this is probably the worst season uh we've ever had as far as a dynamic or lack thereof personality wait do you watch it as well i do not watch a so single thing so all i get i have to like, i have to react a, in the moment it's it a 20 minute segment yes, it's, so, yes. there's so been you, some bad you, seasons money i don't know what about nick from last year nick vile yeah. which who was it nick vile vile whatever yeah there are they all is awful they have the guy about the, the old car driver was what about awful. the old people Lion that was a funny idea wait, Let's do they have an old people they did do an old oh yeah i mean they weren't 80 but they think they were you know i missed it Forty something, weren't they? They did I that. I think that was in the Onion. Sounds controversial. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they did. Doesn't do that. sound like. <laughs> and then this guy this year, he's an ex-football player. Who did he play for? Uh, Chargers. He was on the Chargers practice squad. What's he doing? Not while I was there. Now? I think it was in. I think it was in 16 or something. Remember when like the that. show started out? It was like this is a guy who who a man of means. Everybody would want to be with. Yeah, you know, like he's handsome sure. and he's super rich. They've kind of gotten away from the second. Because those guys half won't do it. They're like, wait a minute, I'm handsome and I'm super rich. I'm not putting myself through that. That's the dumbest thing ever. Great. So, so wait, so you're, we're, we're calling you a football player, but the reality is you're – You'll never play football professionally. You're a, a practice squad guy. From two years ago. And you're not currently that even. What, how's he make his way? The Bachelor. Yeah, reality ABC. star. Reality star is, is he at least Is he at least uh, comely? He's handsome. Is he? Mm-hmm. Um, Athletic tight end type. You know what they are. You know, it's a, it's one of your better looking positions on the team. If you're if you're the athletic tight end, you got broad shoulders. You're clocking in at least six foot four. You know, and you're probably carrying that two twenty five to two forty five pretty well. And the wrinkle this you season just too is he's me, never <laughs> he's never known the touch of a woman. Excuse me. That's what I say to that. That's right. 
That's a bunch of hooey. You don't buy that? Hell no. They built that story? Buy, like, absolutely. What, what are we running with here? It's Col- a hot load of Col- trash. Colton, you're a uh, – <laughs> Colton, the best thing we can say is you were on the taxi squad yeah. some right. years ago. That's not good enough. You're a you're Division One tight end who played professional football and hit the road for uh, half what. a dozen trips a year. Yeah, you're nah, – still, you still don't know the, the true touch of a woman in the most <laughs> intimate way? Of course not. Why would you? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I'll, okay, I'll make that. But, I mean, Colton really must have been desperate if he was willing to go along with that story. <laughs> Matt Money Smith suddenly has revealed himself between this right. and Kyler Murray. Yeah, conspiracy. Has tall hair. He's a conspiracy <laughs> theorist all of a sudden. That, but, you know, that's the thing. Like, the virgin thing on The Bachelor, I do think they, they issue it when the people aren't interesting. Like that's a big well, like that's supposed to make it more interesting. I think so. Like, oh, this is this is a chaste young man, despite pure. all of the right. uh, despite all of the trappings uh, in in his previous life, he managed to stay the course, and, and if that's I, what one of you young ladies is going to get. If right. I heard you correctly, let's get to it here. But uh, um, if I heard you correctly, money, this guy is. Um, he declared that he his heart belonged to only one woman, and that woman dumped him at the end of the episode. So now what's even the point to next week? Exactly right. we got to tune in. All right. Well, maybe we don't. Maybe we'll uh, be disabused of our interest in it by listening to Kent Brown's mom's voicemail review. Hey, Kent. This is the worst bachelor I have ever seen in my entire time watching. And they didn't even get to the third girl, but that girl from Huntington Beach Oh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I don't know if I can get there with you, blah, blah, blah. And he's so madly in love with her. And but to make a long story short, they never got to the third girl. And the first girl, he didn't even sleep with her in the fantasy suite because he said he wasn't sure about how he felt about her. Oh, honest to God. And then it's going to be tomorrow night or the women talk. And then it's going to be next Monday and next Tuesday. But it, this was like... I don't, that girl from Huntington Beach, she better not become the next bachelorette. She got in the car, supposedly she left. I don't want her to be the next bachelorette. I don't like her. Her name's Cassie. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> Uh, if only mom would tell me what her name was. Oh, there it is, Cassie, and she's gone. Her, but I mean, but but the acid that came along yeah, with the name. That's amazing. Her name is Cassie. All right. Good night. Ken, Ken, Ken Brown's mom, mom was definitely – she bought in on the whole virgin thing because she was looking forward to, to the bachelor taking, Sleeping taking with girl some one. girl to pound town. Right. Um, <laughs> do they Sorry. still do the bit? Taking I haven't watched it. doesn't matter. Yeah. I, haven't wa- <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched it in a couple of seasons That's now. a Mark Brady intervention if I've ever heard one. <laughs> is, does Chris Harrison – Is he? does he still pen – the invite to the fantasy suite, which is a weird introduction of a third party into the this intimate thing. Like, oh, there's an I got a note from Chris Harrison inviting you to make your love on me. Like, why why, why is Chris Harrison handwriting that note? It's a great observation, and the only thing I can come up with is because his hands are so small and they are so desperate to put them on camera. That's the only <laughs> thing I can think of. He has got the hands of a 12-year-old girl, <laughs> if you've ever noticed when they put a close-up on him. Chris, Chris thinks that uh, you and I should do it. What do you think? 
Mm. Well, he's the host of the show. I guess we can <laughs> I guess to, we right? have to, right? I mean, I, I don't think we have a choice. But I'm a virgin. <laughs> he's the preeminent love doctor of the 21st century. I guess we should do what he He said. is a romance novelist, this Chris Harrison, you know. Is that true? Yes. You don't no remember way. like three? Yes. Like, no way. Oh, that's the greatest. Yes. That's the greatest. That. That's you didn't awesome. know that? Mm-mm, that's You're great. not the only writer in town, okay, yeah, Emma? Yeah, I'll say. Some I other people believe- are writing. I can't, but so let's wrap it up here. We got to get done. Uh, Emma VP, final thoughts before you go. Do you have any tribute you wanted to make, uh, Handsome Hank? To Emma no, VP? I was, I actually, because Emma, you know, she, when she, she really broke through on this show, at least I didn't notice her for about the first 18 months she was here. <laughs> She's very quiet. Um, but she really broke through when she um, would write menus um, of, of football games and then describe. It was a it was a fantastic bit. So what I wanted to do was pay tribute to Emma by writing my own menu about all the things about Emma that I really love. Oh, that's so great. But and I you didn't know, my get go- around to it. Oh, you didn't. <laughs> but it was a great idea. Yeah. What a great idea. Is that enough, though, to get uh, Emma VP? Um, uh, I don't want to embarrass her, except I love to embarrass her and anybody else. And so uh, Emma VP, when she told uh, our boss, Mark Brady, she wept. She cried. No. Saying goodbye. That's a bit of a rumor and exaggeration. I mean. But I'd like. But I mean. <laughs> so would, many rumors going around. It would be a shame if you didn't NFL. weep now. Can't yeah. you weep? Say something. Say something poignant, money. As you send her off into her. uh in, in, well, you know, chasing her, her. I guess dreams. here's what I can say sincerely as I look into your eyes, Emma. <laughs> I uh, I have a lot of jobs. I'm a very busy man. I'm a father of three children. I'm getting pulled in many a direction. And um, I will say that the requests for my presence and inclusion on many things are regularly declined. But uh, one of the reasons why I come here at least once a week is so I could be in your presence because I appreciate what you do. I appreciate the uh, commitment to which you have on this program. And uh, I will, in fact, all kidding aside, I will miss you. I Thank do. You, I Marty. do enjoy you as part of this program, Emma. Thank you so much. You're a little choked you. up. I'm. I'm not going to cry, but I definitely <laughs> felt it. Yeah. Good. That was very because it was very sincere. Nice. That was and it was. Emma's extremely I mean, was... talented, and we will miss her here. No question about Thank it. Thank you, money. Appreciate it. That's really nice. Handsome. That's it. <laughs> you, what, you, what, I, what, how about you do something, Dave? I mean, Emma is Emma has made consistently made you look I, way I, better I, than I, I the sum of your more. parts. I, I, I mean, the only thing I can say is I get I, I'm thrilled. I'm over the moon for Emma VP. The whole point. That's why you're um, taking her to Austin with you. <laughs> she bailed on us and. Uh, We're not going to take uh, her with us. Emma well, then it sounds like there's a hole for maybe somebody else to come. Everybody, as soon as you started flapping your gums on the show or even making pages, everybody immediately identified you rightly as uh, too talented for this show. We were just biding our time. We knew we were just filling a void for you until you could move on to where you belong, making pages, comedy, making, uh, you know, be writing on a TV show in a couple of years or hopefully sooner than that and writing features and whatever else you choose to do. We were glad that we could serve as the minor leagues for you in your climb into uh, what's sure to be writing stardom in uh, in show business. It's been well, what you know, what what a pleasure to have you around. We got to, we got super lucky. We don't know who at NFL Media is going to take these jobs. They're populated by people in their twenties. Some people are good. Some people are great. Some people are eh. You're uh, you know beyond the any wish of, of anybody who could have come in here and uh, made this show halfway listenable for the last couple of years. Thank you so much. That means a lot. This is not the minor leagues. 
Now what we're going to do, I don't know. And uh, But in the meantime, MOVP does still have her show with Ricky Hollywood. Make sure you check it out. It's the broadcast. It's dynamite. I hope that the broadcast uh, is uh, a long-running show along with everything else. I hope that's the baseline for you as you uh, as you sell features. Continue and moonlighting, on, Emma. That's what we're saying. Staffed on sitcoms and uh, who knows what else awaits you. But uh, no doubt it's going to be good stuff. That's what you. I also appreciate. And can I borrow her? money? When you, when you, yeah, you got it. Okay. Just let me know. Yeah. I always appreciated that she committed herself much more to the broadcast than to this program. <laughs> yeah. yeah, something I can. I, can I mean, let's, yeah, let's be honest. She was far more committed. Most than that. definitely. Yeah, I mean, we're not Most actually going to. That's also her. completely understandable. Yes. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. Right. Emma VP, uh, you know, go get them out there. That's all I can say. Uh, Darn right. Proud of you. Happy for you and everything else. And uh, I'm just putting things away so I don't get emotional. I'm like trying to distract myself because this is a nice moment between the two of you. All right. And if I focus on it too much, you know, and I've been known as a man who will get misty, especially right. on airplanes. Um, you know, if Princess Diaries is playing and uh, there I am, you know, weeping like a child. I just want to distract myself. Finding Nemo. Do you when that fish you know finds his dad? Do? You know what we should do, though? <laughs> what we should do one last time is because it happened and it was a super weird thing. You weren't there, handsome. Um, no. We were at no. We were Chavez Ravine. No. We were at Chavez Ravine. Not gonna, not gonna reenact this. And uh, Spaghetti and Emma not showed up that. as we wrapped up uh, doing a show. Money and I, and then Money and I were leaving, and that we were all standing there, you know, at Dodger Stadium, and. Um, money was like, well, we'll see you later, Emma. And then they hugged each other. It was odd. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It was just it was, weird it was because a really neither odd one of them exchange. hugs people. Neither one of them hugs each Not a hugger. I have hug never people. been a hugger. And you want to hug him one last time, Emma? Perhaps when we leave. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't need to be we'll work on, on, it. on the mic. I'm not sure that's going to necessarily Mic'd come through. Hug. All right. Well, that's it. Let's was play it. By it. the way, you guys went. Uh, was that another one that I wasn't invited to? Because I don't remember being there. <laughs> You were not there. Do you go on all these kind of? You were not there. Oh, you know what? Eddie, Eddie was there. Emma was there. Yeah. Dave just was the core there. team. Just Colleen the- probably was there as well. <laughs> yeah, as that, always. That's funny. That was on a show called. Uh, Claybon Pet- was there. That was a show called Petros and Money, and uh, and I had I had no sway in who got invited or not. Yeah, I think Money was the one who was right. doing the inviting that yes. day. Mm. That was that is not true. That is patently false. <laughs> Wait, Damashek, you couldn't get anybody else. Tim Cates, the producer. Anyway, all right, Emma VP, we'll miss you something Good luck, awful, Emma. but we'll be watching Thank from you. a far, standing ovation. cheering Done for right. you all the way. Um, that's it for, that. for us. Hey, by the way, let me promote something. The show, sadly or otherwise, will carry on. Coming up on the next episode, we have Adam Carolla, one of the all-time funniest people. We, uh, we've we already kibitzed, um, and uh, we'll play that for you in the next episode. Until then, for Matt Money Smith, for Hanson Have a great Hank. time at South by Southwest, yeah. Dave. Hey, we hope we'll see you on Saturday Don't at South to by boo. Southwest. J.W. Marriott. Eddie Spaghetti, Maurice Jones, Drew, Colleen Wolf. Oh, Wolfie's no be handsome. Woo, yeah. No money. Nope. Worst of all. No fans. No MVP. Go get him, MVP. Working with you has been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 